0: Good morning. I'm speaking with Superintendent of Minneapolis Public Schools, Ed Graff. Good morning, Superintendent Graff.
1: Good morning. Thank you for having me.
0: Of course. Uh, where are we standing now with distance learning? It's the first week, yes?
1: Yeah, we just completed the first, well, we will complete the first week of distance learning um, today for our students. And I will tell you, it's uh, it's been a work in progress. And we're, we're learning a lot, obviously, during this time. Um, And just want to give a huge thank you to all of our staff at our schools, with our teachers, our administrators, uh, support support staff who've been really helping us as we navigate this um, new kind of way of, of learning in Minneapolis public schools.
0: What have you learned this week?
1: Well, I think it's something we've we've kind of known, but it's been really highlighted in our current situation or illustrated that there is a significant um, digital divide in, in our city and in our community, in particular in our district. You know, we're putting together a distance learning program in a matter of a couple weeks that would take typically months, if not a year, for for many to accomplish. And um, we're just seeing the, the huge disparities that we have with uh, the numbers that we're um, trying to address in terms of technology. You know, we do have uh, educational um, materials that we have, um, packets for students who don't have online online devices. Um, In addition to receiving those packets, we're also providing some physical education supplies like um, hula hoops, jump ropes, just different ideas for kids to to stay active during this time. But the challenge of technology for us is that we are not a one-to-one district. Um, We have not had the practice of providing every student with a personal learning device such as a Chromebook or an iPad. So we've been working hard to uh, what we've called harvest those devices from our our schools and classrooms over the last couple of weeks um, to be able to meet that kind of uh, equitable access to um, technology in the city.
0: And the, of course, the problem then becomes twofold, because it's not just that there are students that don't have access to a device, but they also might not have access to the internet, correct?
1: Yeah, we do have uh, internet connectivity challenges. Um, you know, So what we're, we're finding out is that um, through some feedback from a survey that we have, and just a kind of better understanding what's going on in the city, we have about 7,000 families who do not have access to internet. Um, so as part of this, a way to address that. We've been working closely with the city um, to see if we can get support for some of our apartment complexes so where they can be connected through um, the city internet connection, you know, and again, wanting to make sure that there's a stable connection there as the the numbers of people on the internet increases, um, seeing some challenges there with people getting bumped off um, and things like that. We've also purchased uh, hotspots. And so we're waiting, we're in part of that, supply chain demand uh, where we're waiting for those hot spots to be um, received in our our, um, district. And then we'll again focus on the distribution of that, which is a whole nother logistical process that we have to go through. So there are layers of of what we're trying to address in this, this, uh, you know, pandemic state of affairs and really trying to get um, things prioritized to help our, our students and our staff so that we can provide the best support possible for our families during this time.
0: How can people help? I'm, I know there are just so many people who want to bring things that just people want to help in all kinds of ways. What What are you uh, recommending?
1: Well, first first and foremost, I'm thanking everyone for their generosity from, again, you know, even our own employees saying I'd like to help get getting devices out uh, to families. I can see right there that, you know, I had uh, several devices in my classroom. I'd like to be able to just share those with the uh, families who need them. And we do have a process we have to go through. You know, it's important that we have those items um, secured in terms of the, the internet safety, um, security, or cybersecurity that we have on the devices, and then the whole uh, distribution, making sure that we have addresses and we're delivering it to individual families with uh, the understanding of how they operate that and the connectivity. So... Just want to say thank you again to all of our employees and their wonderful generosity of going above and beyond and being very conscientious about the needs of our families. Um, the same can be said for the community, the Minneapolis community, and we've had a number of people, you know, whether they're an after-school partner or just a person who wants to support a family, you know, a parent who wants to bring some food and clothing items um, to our meal pickup sites. We appreciate that, and it makes sense that everyone's wanting to do that. Um, but the challenges is, is that we don't have the staff to be able to accept, store and distribute the gifts and we can't share private information. Um, so, you know, we're really asking people if you wanna support our students, um, there are some nonprofits, that, one in particular that we work directly with, which is the Sheridan Story. And so they are an organizations that an organization that's feeding families over the weekend at 30 plus of our, our schools. Um, So that's where we would uh, direct your energy and support is to the Sheridan story. Um, Or also you can donate to Achieve Minneapolis is one of our partner organizations that, um, again, helps us make sure that those resources get to our students and our schools as best as possible.
0: Can you recap a little bit about meal distribution? Because I know that's changed slightly over the last couple of weeks and uh, how that works now.
1: Yeah, so what we're doing now, we made the transition from... um, um, distribution of meals, you know, one, one meal per day, um, for families or two meals per day for families every day. And we've moved to, uh, having 50 designated sites. And so what happens is that uh, families can pick up, um, a box containing 10 meals per student. And essentially it's a week's worth of, of two meals for every day of the week. And so we've moved to that model. And again, just trying to provide as much, um, you know, nutritional support for our students uh, whose families are in need of that and trying to do it in a way that gives them uh, an opportunity to have a series of meals and so they don't have to come back. And so we've got those sites um, posted on our website and our uh, the times are posted there as well.
0: And you're also helping uh, people with childcare as well, right?
1: Yes, we continue to support the critical emergency services due to COVID-19. Um, what we're doing is we're providing, providing child care for uh, health care workers and emergency responders who have children enrolled in Minneapolis public schools. Um, and we're asking in those cases that if they are a, uh, an individual who needs that support, you just uh, provide proof of your employment in either a letter or um, an ID. And then we're providing that assistance um, for children ages 4 through 12, Monday through Friday from 7.30 to 4.30 p.m. at, at designated locations. Uh, for those again for those families who qualify for that we're also providing support uh, child care support for minneapolis public school staff who've been identified as mission critical which means they're still physically coming to work at their site during the closures and they're not able to maintain that supervision of their again uh, child from the ages of 4 through 12. so um, a huge huge um, uh, need in our community, obviously, for um, the emergency responders and for our staff. And I'm very, very appreciative of all of the Minneapolis Public Schools employees who are doing their best going above and beyond to make sure that we're providing these services and support to uh, the many families in, in our community.
0: Superintendent of Minneapolis Public Schools, Ed Graff, anything else you'd like to say?
1: I just uh, want to say thank you again to the public and everyone for coming together. I appreciate your patience as we work through, you know, this newness of our distance learning. Um, You know, want to encourage everyone to make sure that you give yourself some grace and being patient with either the technology challenges that are coming about or the schedule changes with um, how lives are, you know, significantly being impacted by doing distance learning and, and having a change of routine Um, and just very grateful for everyone's support and want to encourage everyone to continue to follow those health and safety practices that have been issued by the CDC and the Minnesota Department of Health. Uh, First and foremost, we got to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves so that we can be there to take care of everyone else.